Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast with you, as always, is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Tonight's guest I met maybe nine, ten years ago. A local rapper named Rock Bottom was throwing this party with sex, toys, booze, and a bunch of talent. Talent was up there on the stage. I remember watching all these rappers do their thing, and then this guy got up with long jet black hair, dressed all sorts of like the cobra snake. And I said to myself, who is this individual? Does he need glasses? Are they prescription? Or are they just for style? But that didn't matter because what really fucking mattered was the fact that as soon as he grabbed that microphone, the entire fucking place was staring at him. I said to myself, this guy's got the talent. He has everything. He's got fucking balloons. He's got this like image. He's well on his path. And then we did a show together at the World Cafe Live. Our paths kind of like went separate ways, but we stayed in touch through the magical interwebs of the social media networks. And I'm very happy to have him here in the lounge tonight. Please welcome JJ Demon. What's going on? Welcome back, man. Been a long time. See, I told yeah. you I remembered how we met. You know what I mean? Yeah, I still don't. Uh, yeah, get up on that thing still, and French that mic. Get I it real good. I still don't remember what you're talking about. Exactly. Okay, so Rock Bottom had this big party in Jeffersonville, okay? Was this in like a barn? This was like a barn okay, slash golf course type thing. Now, did and I... I remember the sex toys, Okay. They, which had no placement at all. Now, there was just I, sex toys in there. I think I was on uh, an exorbitant amount of uh, ecstasy. You might have been. You might have been. I think that I was at one point very much hogging the microphone and i did i do For a real? cover of bulls on parade Mm-mm. no with a band or you mean you yeah, like with you a live band. no no you weren't with a live there band was no this band? was just you okay. backing track but yo i mean you used, right. to do, you used to have a band that would do uh bulls on parade well if there was a band there mm-hmm. normally uh everybody kind of knows how to do bulls on parade okay yeah, yeah and yeah. uh yeah i would like to do that it's a great song like to do that. I, I mean, you know listen, i bought i bought a crybaby just... pedal just because of just to do that, the, just that wow wow fucking... I was like fuck the goddamn I just want to be able to do that song, but um you know time has moved on you don't have the long jet black hair no more you know no I couldn't take myself seriously <laughs> I I remember though thinking I'm to myself like three now dude I'm thirty nine you're thirty nine okay? I'm thirty nine really? mm-hmm. I mean it's your podcast so I I did sign that contract before we started saying that i had to kiss your ass yes so you don't look a day past 38 and i'm gonna say that now <laughs> that's what's up you know i mean there's a couple tricks one's lotion okay lotion. lots of lots of men out there like yeah. look i don't want to lotion my face i don't want to do nothing like that lotion your face exhala fate get okay. yourself fucking right dude not only do i lotion my face i uh <laughs> i do like night masks night i do masks night what's i do the same thing dude yeah you know what i mean i mean I, my, i didn't my, start to age until i until i got kids and that's when tell me about can, it yeah you can literally see like you can see the you stress you can see on the face of a man that has children that he has children yeah you can tell like right off the bat being like damn 
I mean, I saw this guy today actually at Walmart's and he was like, uh, he had like four kids and he had sweatpants on that he probably hadn't washed in maybe like three, four days. And he just had right. that, he had the sweatpants and the flip-flop look going. There was and a like Saturn the, ring of stink around just his Just stank, body. dude. And like, you know, it was the type of thing where the sweatpants is going under the sandal too. He, don't, oh. he just didn't care about nothing. Oh. He was just like, fuck it's it. A, it's a solid look, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Just not caring. Right. I mean, it, it definitely gives off a, There's, I mean, it's a smell that you can hear. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a smell that you can hear. That's a weird thing. I mean, I guess that's the thing. I mean, I have the thing where I can, uh, I can uh, remember shit from smell. I forget the name of it. We usually have this guy here. He's like, you know, my uh, assistant. I thought everybody sort of sm- smell was the scent most associated with like nostalgia or yeah it's weird or whatever for me it's like plastic if i smell plastic i automatically go back to sam goody the wall and i can smell the tapes like i worked at sam goody in in king of prussia while they were closing wow i worked at the one the plymouth meeting mall yeah they're still there though they're fye now but it's the same you know urine stained walls that were there when i was there and then the cd section is very small and it's all like action figures now well now it's like at the mall it's all merch right yeah it's like you can't even walk it's like they got Back to the Future hats. There's some cool guys walking out of those places with big bags of merch. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> big bags of merch. But, yeah, it's it's very odd that, um, I mean, like we live in a world now where technology is so abundant that people still feel the need to actually buy a CD, you know? I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'll still go buy my favorite artist without doubt, you know what I mean? I'll go and try to, to get the thing, and, you know, if it's yeah. somebody that I don't carry, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to torrent, you know? I'm going to torrent it up because they stole my shit. Gonna steal yours too. I, mean, I don't even. No tor- big deal. I don't tour anymore though because it like, f- like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you probably know a, a safer way to do it, but it was like fucking my computer up. I mean, it what was Spotify. You got? I had you got a Mac. What kind of no, computer you got? No, See, that's it. I know. I need to you can't do it without a Mac. And technically, yeah. I guess you really shouldn't anyway. Somebody's probably listening. It's like, damn, I'm not gonna listen to the podcast no more. <laughs> he well, sto- listen, if you he stole Spider Man into the Spider Verse three weeks early, <laughs> which is a dope ass movie, dude. I by heard the way, it was good. I did oh, hear it's it was good. I, I guess, um, you know what though you gotta have kids because if you don't have kids you're not gonna enjoy that at well, all well I do and I'm gonna watch it with yeah. <clears throat> that's my the tw- best I got a 12 year old daughter oh yeah I mean they're my step kids but they're yeah. my kids right yeah but I got a 12 year old daughter she's not gonna wanna watch it but my 5 year old son will oh that's perfect right Perfect. Five is like the perfect age. I know, dude. I keep watching like, uh, the 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 newest Thor Ragnarok with oh, yeah. him. It kicks so much ass, dude. Yeah, I it's love my when the favorite Hulk... Marvel movie. I think. I love when the um, I, for me, I wish I, I stopped watching movie trailers. Um, what? I, I can't watch them no more because I can figure out the whole movie. You know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. like uh, I started with Creed two. I was like, I don't want to know nothing about Creed two because like when I saw Thor Ragnarok, you know. I love the Hulk. He's like my favorite character. And yeah, then we spoke. I was like, damn it. I wish that I did not know that. You know what I mean? I wish it was like, oh, okay. you know, they I kept it under saying. wraps. Because it would have been great as a me, surprise. What you know? was so great about that movie was the the tone of it. Like, they mm-hmm. literally had a, a comedian direct and write the screenplay. Yeah, Takiti. Was... What's his name? Takiti or something? Man. Some dude? Uh, Wakiti. Wakiti, Ta- yeah. Ta- See, now we sound like fucking assholes because we don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> well, my assistant's name, not here, so whatever then. Like, you know what I mean? It happens. You know, it happens. Well, all right. So whatever. But he's great. And he's from, uh, he did uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got to stay good. on this good. thing. It's all right. right. You get excited. You like Marvel, right? So I like Marvel well, too. Did you see Captain Marvel? No, I didn't. Don't, you don't have to. No. I. You know what? I, I'm probably going to get really shit on for this, but uh, I haven't spoke about it. But I mean, like, look, anytime you got a character that's got amnesia and you don't know what the hell they were doing before. You don't care about him. Well, my problem with Captain Marvel, 
veer, and I guess we're going to veer into my politics early. Why not? My problem with Captain Marvel is essentially the fucking trailers looked like goddamn, you know, military propaganda. It looked like fucking Air Force recruitment videos. <laughs> it did, I mean? yeah. And, yeah, that's, I didn't even think and of that. literally, mm-hmm. the Department of Justice and the Department mm-hmm. of Defense subsidizes these movies half the time and pays for them to get made. And and the reason that they do it, they don't pay for the entire movie, but they'll throw them a huge chunk, $50 million or something like that. And the reason they do it is because they'll have people sit in while the movie's being written and made to make sure that the United States military is being is captured in, yeah. a, in a positive light. That's right. It does say United States uh, like Air Force, right? Yeah. It, it doesn't say like, you know... So Did you, you ever see like a movie where like they can't use the NFL or something? You know, remember any well, given Sunday they couldn't use it. Well, the second Captain America movie, Winter Soldier, yeah. the best one in my opinion, mm-hmm. is the I one agree. that uh, the U.S. military wouldn't help them subsidize. They wouldn't Why? help because them it's... make it because it, it depicted them in a bad light. Mm, that's right. Yeah, Hydra. So how fucked up is that? You know what I mean? Yeah, that is like, fucked up. Why are they so involved in our entertainment? The movies we're going to escape from politics and all that shit. And never mind the fact that people act like going to see Captain Marvel is somehow an act of feminism. You know what I mean? Because some people the, see it that way, though. Right, I mean, like on the, my face, on my Facebook, like I got these these guys too. I don't understand it. Right. Like, these guys that think like they represent feminists. Like, dog, right. you don't. Okay. Well, listen, you yeah, don't. And see, I. The guys that are doing that, as much as we like to make fun of them, they are trying to change and be better, right? Yeah. I mean, that's in their mind, that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And if women are appreciating it, appreciating it in some sort of way, fuck it, like let them do it. Yeah. It might annoy us or whatever, or come off as corny or half baked or whatever the fuck. But I mean, if the world's moving in that direction and it in some way makes the world a better place for my daughter and your, do you have a daughter? I got a, I have a son. You have so, a son. Yeah. But maybe one day you'll have a daughter. Yeah. But for whoever, mm-hmm. you know, then great. It's a little corny. But like, you can't claim a movie is a statement of feminism if it's also a statement of American imperialism. Exactly. That's the right? thing I'm saying. Okay. So like anytime that we talk about, you know, uh, yeah, it really is imperialism. I mean, right. like, you know, and also there's a subplot in it, which I won't spoil because you haven't seen the film yet, which really ties into what's going on in current <coughs> events now. But I mean, if you're going to make a... a, a a, a film and then label it as such you're boxing yourself into a corner first off we should all be able to accept all forms of entertainment you know what i mean right. like it, it's just crazy because of what's happened to our brains over time that we think that racism is an acceptable type thing and shit like that and like right. you know put the first off i listen to everything my wife says for christ's sake i i got yelled at three times a day at home depot and lowe's she runs the world okay <laughs> there's no there's no there's no which way around it you know what i mean like i <laughs> I believe that you know women are the superior um, species. Probably, we, they they got they think more clearer. You know right. what I mean? Like we we think with like a, an abundance of testosterone, whatever we ate, drank. You know what I mean? Whatever we watched. Right. You know what I mean? Listen to. We're always yeah. hype. You know well, what I mean? Well, I definitely like, think it it takes all men a, a period to unlearn that sort of shit in order uh, for them to come like I hate to use the term real men, but like. You, if you're still a prisoner of your pride and your mm-hmm. masculinity, you're not really all the way a man yet. 
You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, not. If you still mm-hmm. like, if you if you will still allow like a comment some other guy made to throw you into a frenzy that causes you to get in trouble and takes you away from your family, yeah. well. I agree. Right? Yeah, you know I what I mean? Where are your priorities? So, like, I mean, I would just say, uh, Captain Marvel, you can wait for DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. I mean, it, it's good, but it's not Endgame. You I don't know what even mean? think I'm going to probably see it at all. No. Nah, I, I mean, mean, I'm I'm grown now, and I'm kind of done with it in a way. Like, I like mm-hmm. the Thor Ragnarok because they did something it's completely funny. different. It's funny. My yeah. son loves it, too. It's Jeff totally Goldblum. I mean, how could yeah. you? I love everything Jeff Goldblum does, you know? Jeff Goldblum is hysterical yes. every moment he's on mm-hmm. the screen. I saw um, I saw him once when I was living in Los Angeles. Uh, I was at the, I was crossing the street on Sunset in the morning, and he was in his SUV with a girl that was like probably thirty years younger than him. And like I said to my buddy, I was like, "Yo, it's Jeff Goldblum." <laughs> and like right in the moment when I said that, he looked up at me and like gave me like this like deuces sign. It wasn't like the peace sign, but it was deuces. You went to L.A. Yeah. To do shit with movies, didn't you? I went actually to Los Angeles, not for film first, but with the band that I was in, Downtown Harvest. And we recorded our first album out there. Um, In hindsight, yeah, we probably should have went there for film. But I mean, truth be told, man, when we went out there in 2004... Uh, you know, I mean, my adult brain hadn't yet formed, you know, right. like, uh, I think you're like 25 or so. I right. heard that when your brain fully, you know, yeah, gets I was together, like but 27, probably. yeah, it takes a while. <laughs> yeah. Christ. I mean, I still think I'm getting the hang of it, but, uh, oh, yeah. when you go yeah. to, when you, when we went there, we easily just by using Craigslist got into all the venues. Like we played Sunset Strip, played really? you know, it was easy. We played this place called the Mint. We had Ben Harper in attendance. I was like, Jesus, this is easy. Now, is that because everyone out there is trying to do film? And so, the in my opinion, it was open? just it was a like a, a specific time that we were there where it was just like you know the tech wasn't in our hands yet. Okay. You know what I mean? And right, people right, were right. still like you know, but also too, it's like I mean, if you're from the East Coast and you move out to the West Coast, you've got an advantage already. Right. You're yeah. angry. You're always you're always right. ahead. Well, you everywhere know? I've moved, mm-hmm. I as soon as people hear me talk, I yeah. have I have the same problem. Where are you from? Right. I'm from Country Hawking. Then they get real weird. They're like, what? Right. Where's that? I'm like, it's in the far dark side of the universe. It means Happy <laughs> Valley and Cherokee. Well, you just say Philadelphia. <laughs> nah, I don't say we that. I used to say accent. that. I used to say that back in the day. Like, oh, where are you from? Um, just outside Philadelphia. No, now I just straight throw it at him. I'm like, say I'm from Conshohocken, <laughs> and I say like, as fucked up as possible. But um, yeah, I just I just felt like it was easy. People like you know whatever people think of you know moving to Los Angeles. You know if you're scared, just do it. You know right. and like oh the traffic, the traffic. I tell you what traffic is like everyone's sitting calm as hindu cows the smell of marijuana is everywhere and i the whole time i was there i think i heard maybe three horns honk nobody's beeping the horn over there because they're used to it everybody's right. chilled they're like yeah. right, 405 i'm gonna be on this road for 80 minutes no problem yeah i mean i don't i, I don't think that it, it would be the the traffic that i would be worried about It'd just be fucking i feel like you're going to live somewhere where literally every single person you bump into thinks they're the next fucking yeah know, it was a little robert we met, we met a couple bands but I, I did go back um in 2000 right after i met you for the first time i think 2010 ish i went back to la and i won the philadelphia screenplay festival for best original comedy did and i you? moved or i went back to los angeles for a pitch festival which is basically like you sit in a room with a bunch of cats remember we were gonna write your life story that's i was exactly. just gonna ask you yeah. I was so, just so gonna ask we were gonna you, do it. We that, could do it right okay. now too. I could start writing it while we do this podcast if you'd like. 
But uh, I went out there and uh, you, you go to Burbank and you go to this like conference room and there's like 80 different producers and you have 60 seconds to pitch your film. Right. And, uh, you know, it, it sounds, you know, easy. Uh, it's hard. No, it sounds it's hard. It, like hard. I, I feel as if people don't like the cut of your jib. As soon as you sit down, you're just screwed. No matter right, what yeah, you yeah. say, if it's as magnificent what did as you possible. Pitch, I pitched a, um, a comedy about a agoraphobic man that falls in love with an outside uh, tourist. So she's in town. He falls in love with her, and he's got to go through all these like obstacles to get himself out and about. Uh, and uh, it had like you know a lot of uh, I would so say my that, life story. Kind of. <laughs> Are you agoraphobic? No. Well, Some, sometimes I am now. No. I mean, now it's so easy. Like last night, wife was like, what do you want to do? I was like, all I want to do is cook this salmon and watch The Dirt on Netflix. That's it. Did you watch that already? I did. We were going to put it on last night, but. I did. I, I read the book. Um, you know, uh, the book is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, the book actually made me a Motley Crue fan. I didn't have I, Motley I Crue posters. stories about fucking musicians. This one's so much better, though, because the way it's told is like the ADD type. Ver- it's like in chapters and segments, and it's just story to story. And it's okay. not like, and then we bought the first guitar at the okay. pawn shop and plugged. No, it's just well, like, debo- like, it starts off with debauchery right off the bat. You yeah, know what well, I, mean? I read Heroin Diaries when I was in jail. Yeah. There's a lot of things I read because I was mm-hmm. in jail and had no other... Yeah, you know. I read that one too. Yeah, I read that when I was in jail, and I but I felt like while I was reading, I was like, "This is horseshit. This is fucking edited all to hell." Yeah, like I don't know. It just anytime I feel like something that's supposed to be real is contrived, I mm-hmm. immediately check out. You know what I mean? He did, the book does come off like that. The way yeah. it's actually produced. Yeah, they but touch I, upon that a bit. Like you know how like he's like doped up in that closet. Right. In that yeah, book. he's scared. Yeah, yeah they they, t- they, t- they touch on that a bit, but um, yeah, definitely watch it. You know. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mach- it, Machine Gun Kelly is—it's it's bizarre how much he looks like Tommy Lee. Like he's the way also he, a good actor. He's good. You know, I was just yeah. about to say that. Like he probably is the best. I mean, the the guy who plays Mick Mars. It's on Game of Thrones. It's pretty good too, but. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly actually surprised. Like you know, like he's another one. So I saw him in Bird Box. Then I see him smoking joints with Pete Davidson on like you know the, the Grammys or whatever. I'm like, who right. is this guy? Then I looked him up and I was like, oh, he actually plays guitar. Right. You know, he's a, he's an actual artist. You know, so yeah. good for him. I mean, he's he's doing both. If you can act and, and do the the music at the same time, good for you. Right, right, right. But I mean, like talking about that agoraphobia. I can't do either. <laughs> it's it's you know. No, don't be like that, man. Look, I mean, when I when I opened the show, though, for real, though, like when I saw you that for the first time, I was like, wow, he's got that performance thing, and that's why you still oh, yeah. continue to do all these duets and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like and you're putting out music still, you know? Yeah, I Despite do. Co- your- I, I I still make a little money off collabs because I still. Well, what what happened was this real briefly was. In 2009, I got out of jail for a robbery I did. I was a fucking... Uh, yeah, but did, I know I this story, too. Tell, I know you do, but, but today... Do they know exactly what you... Because like, you weren't using a real weapon, so it's not a real robbery, right? Well, no. Was it a BB gun? Well, they charge you the same way whether or not... Mm. Right. So they it do. doesn't really you matter. You could be like, I was confused. Pe- people like to hinge on that BB gun part. The, the problem is they never found the weapon. Oh, now, they never did. the smart thing to do... Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put it this way. If you're going to do a robbery, mm-hmm. the smart thing to do, if it's like a, a, a fucking corner store or a gas station mm-hmm. like that, is to use a BB gun. Or if you didn't use a BB gun, say you used a BB gun. Yeah. Because then that's, you know. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is I even as a 22-year-old fucking ruffian. Damn, you were 22 then? I was a 22-year-old wow. fucking dope-shooting, you know, urchin. Yeah. 
And I, uh, when I did that, I didn't want to hurt anyone. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, you were just I, so out I of was, it. And I was your at body's the, so messed up. Right, I was at the end of my rope. Mm-hmm. A part of me knew I needed to do something to go away for a while. Oh, because wow. Because I was going to die. Yeah. Um, and it, it, so I didn't wear a mask or anything. I mean, I looked right at the fucking surveillance camera when I walked in. You know what wow. I mean? Like, I knew I was going to get caught for it. Um, so that's just... And there's... There's more to that whole thing, but I, I, we don't have to go super into the, the psychology behind me at the time. But I did that. I served my time for it. I got out. I got signed to a record label like right away. Yeah. They were contacting me while I was in jail. How, how, so, how did that work out exactly? So like you're in jail and like you're producing stuff in, while you're in jail? They were already kind of, before I went in, um, I was in a, a, a rap rock group sort of kind of like hardcore gangster rap called cult classics you were like skrillex before skrillex was actually skrillex (laughs) we were like um but you know i mean the look right well we were like uh like i mean mainstream rap is becoming basically like what i was you know i was just i was one of the things i was gonna bring up right like you know these instagram rappers because uh, emo rap and screamo rap and shit like that, we were doing in 2009, 2010, and nobody gave a fuck. I mean, we even cared. dressed like how they dress now. We they had the re- yeah. tight pants back then. Everyone called yeah. us gay. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We were we were doing all that. And I'm not saying that it was stolen from us, but I it, you can't deny that I was on a wave mm. that became the wave before anybody oh, fucking okay. could even foresee it. I agree 100%. Um you know but i couldn't stay on that wave like i got bored with the wave i made an album that gained some underground steam and i still have a fan base from this album i released almost 10 years ago now yeah you got me right well yeah i'm here but i'm saying people that didn't even know me that had never met me i mean part of what part of and you were actually like i was thinking on my way down here today like you were like killing it at myspace Mm mm-hmm like MySpace actually just they came out in the news earlier this week they lost like 15 million songs you see all that uh oh yeah. whoops <laughs> all the songs are gone <laughs> yeah whatever happened like you know I I, I miss the um, I, I feel as if MySpace was fair everybody could see your posts everybody could see your bulletins remember well, the little remember the little yeah. bulletin things on the side there was no like hey boost this post for 20 bucks well you're you're correct but also, like, sort of, I mean, it, it was the fairest that it ever was. Mm, but mm-hmm. still, if you had money, then your page looked better, mm. your music sounded better. It might not have been better, but mm-hmm. it at least sounded. It was better recorded. Um, and more people could see your shit. Like, literally, I got signed to a record label where me and another person could sit online, logged in as me all day, and friend request people that were online at oh, the wow. time. That was the I key. remember that, yeah. Yeah, you I had to friend request the people that were online, online. at the time. Because then they would get right back wow. and listen yeah. to your music. That was difficult. Right. Yeah. So we did that mm-hmm. all day. And in like a, a month and a half, I had like 40,000 friends or something like mm-hmm. that. So that's kind of how it started. Yeah, you know? I remember. Um, but yeah, and then MySpace died. I actually went back to jail because my best friend Dom Wait, died. Let's go, I know. You know, right, I was right. going to bring up Dom. I met Dom. Right. And he was, he was at the show that we did at the World Cafe Live. You're right. He was there. That's and then right. shortly okay. thereafter, he passed away. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember him being like, uh, he, he just had like lots of spirit and he loved you and like yeah. he was proud of you. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like he was like, yeah, it's my friend JJ Demon. You know, yeah. it was Which the is best cool. dude ever. I mean, that's like, as far as like 
uh, my era life altering like sort of shit. Yeah. Like him dying is kind of like there was the before yeah. he died and then the after he died. Yeah, the funny thing is, my um, broken up. Sort of. So I remember like that happened to you, and I remember seeing it online, and then maybe like two years later, I had a friend, I lost a friend the same way. And I feel as if my life is that way, too. Right. Like, you know, before the common era and then after, you know, AD, like, you know, and right. uh, it just sucks, man. If you're like, I'm happy to know that you um, you seem you look healthy. You know, you overcame your your addiction, you know. Well, you never overcome it, but I know it's what still you there. Mean, yeah. Right. You, you know, it's something that I still will constantly fight with mm-hmm. and uh, whether I'm using or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been sober from alcohol for like five years now. Congratulations. Um, and that, honestly, despite the fact that I was shooting heroin, alcohol did more Triggered damage it, to right? my life. No, alcohol did more damage mm-hmm. to my life than anything. Just because I have that, I have that gene, the one that where when I start drinking, it turns into something my body needs almost instantly. And I have to be hospitalized to stop. Mm. Like, and yeah. you can't die from heroin withdrawal. But you can die from alcohol withdrawal. So that, you know, some of the darkness, the the darkest times of my life were from alcohol and alcohol withdrawal. Yeah, alcohol is weird. I haven't had a drink now in two months, you know? And like, my wife was like, uh, you want to go out for some, I just like, it's, it's a personal preference really. Right. I mean, I think when I had a kid, I was just like, nah, man, I don't need that 6am fucking hangover no more. You know, it's like, and plus there's never, I've never been productive when I'm drunk. Right. I usually get angry, and I don't like that part of me. Right. You know, and like I rather. On top of the fact that you're in your 30s, so sometimes you just wake mm-hmm. up with a hangover, anyways. Yeah. Whether you drank or not. <laughs> That's funny, man. I had a hangover yesterday too. I was just tired. Right? I missed like one hour of sleep, and I was so fucking irritated, Dude, man. It ruins your whole fucking day. It's... Matter of fact, some ca- some guy cut me off in traffic yesterday, and I well, pulled up next to him. I was like, I, was like... I don't apologize. <laughs> I said, to him, "I was like, what? You you don't abide by the regular traffic rules?" He just gave me this look, and he was on his cell phone too, which really irritates me. Man, like I try to put my phone down. You know what I mean? Oh, if right. I'm driving, I don't touch. I don't need to text you. I don't need to check to see if someone's looking at my Instagram story. I don't right. need that shit. You know? It drives me nuts, man. Now, porn everybody's I will not watch. driving. No. That's different. I've actually driven by somebody recently <laughs> who had it in like their minivan windows, and like I was like, uh, oh, Pornhub? Yeah. Like what? <laughs> but you know, more. We're also talking today. Um, there's like this thing with people. It's like an addiction. Like they go to fast food uh, drive-throughs to get food so they can drive around and eat it. Right. I don't know what it's called either, That's man. My guy. Thing? I usually have his guy looks up stuff for me, but yeah, it's a thing. You, you know, it's like it genie? activates that dopamine. You know what I mean? Like you're just driving around eating Wendy's. Like fuck it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's wild. Well, yeah. I mean, I used to drive. I used to love driving around drinking while I was driving. I'm not yeah. proud of it. Yeah. But yeah. it was just a. And I never got the mm-hmm. only DUI I ever got was when I was 19 and I was in a parked car. Oh man, that's only rough. DUI I ever got. Yeah. That's but rough. I was tempting fate. That's like, anyway. get, that's like getting bit by a shark when you're still on the beach. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's bad. Oh, yeah. But so wait, so let's let's go back in time, 88 miles per hour. Yeah. And uh, let's talk about like, so with the first time you're in jail, you're producing, you're writing stuff, right? And well, then I had the- stuff that was already on MySpace kind mm-hmm. of doing numbers. And before I had gotten locked up, we were the house band at what became the Whiskey Girl. Before that, it was some other venue. Mm-hmm. Um, but but a lot, a lot of the talk about us was like from our antics too. Like mm-hmm. we were the house band at this 
venue, but also we were every other fucking month we're getting thrown out of the venue. No. One time right off of the stage. That's great. Literally, I don't remember why even. But I'm sure lots of people who are maybe even listening were there remember why, you know. They might, yeah. <laughs> see, I like when I go see a show. I like, I like when that happens more. Right. Like play 12 songs, okay, great. Yeah. To, uh, you know, but if you got kicked off stage, right. I'm probably gonna buy your album. <laughs> you know what so, I mean? So yeah, so there was there was like uh, just talk about me going on while I was in there. They wanted me to to sign, at, but as a solo artist, and I was in the group with Dom, who was my mm. best friend my whole life. Um, but of course, he understood. Like as a good friend would. Right. The jealousy aside, I mean, he was a little bit jealous, as I would have been if I was in his position. Mm-hmm. But like. You know, the whole time I was grooming him, you know, to mm-hmm. either ride my coattails or get signed, you know, yeah. to something that I to do something whatever, else, yeah, yeah, to be on what I so, which know, is was, what happens all the time, right? Yeah. I would never leave him behind, and he knew that, but, but yeah. So when I got out, I signed almost immediately, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we started, you know, producing that album that ended up. You know, and I had this idea when I was in jail, like around that time, uh, you remember MGMT and the song Kids? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, w- that song was playing constantly on the radio and I was in mm-hmm. jail, so that's all I could listen to. Yeah. And I just, like that kind of rhythm, that doom, 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 I was like, I'm, I should rap over this. That like, synth should, type yeah, sound, yeah. so we should mm-hmm. make like sort of dark synthesizer music. And mm-hmm. I even had the name Funeral Disco in my head before I even made a single song of that genre, mm. you know what I mean, um, and that's what I ended up calling the album, and that's what it sounds like. And that album, like, sort of in an underground way, kind of took off. It never broke. I have you it. Know, I have it. It was, a, it was produced really well. It was really well produced. Yeah, yeah. really well produced. The guy I mean, from Bloodhound Gang did a bunch of it. Did, uh, what's that guy's well, he name? He did two songs. Uh, Harry Dean, DJ Cuball, the DJ guy. Whatever DJ happened to those Q-ball. guys, man? I don't know. Like, I follow I, him on Instagram. I think he just had a kid or something. Yeah, they, but, you know. Right. You follow Bam on Instagram? Mm-mm. Dude, what the hell happened to him, man? Well, do you listen to Come Town? No, what's that? Okay, Come Town is like an irony podcast. I, I gotta check and it out. And he was on it the day that he freaked out. He was the oh, guest did, on there. Was the, did he cancel that? Earlier that day. No, he went on. Oh, was he all messed up? Yeah. yeah. And then that night is when he had the freak out. Yeah, the freak out. Take me out! Right. And then they yeah. since have done episodes where they talk about it and mm. reference it. But, I mean, they, you know. Yeah, I met him a couple. I played his, his uh, venue, you know. Um he flirted with my wife, oh, you know, yeah. uh, he bought That's me shots, brain. you know, yeah. but you know, it just, it, apparently he's hooked on like Coke, meth, right. and, like drinking yeah. and all this shit. And like, you know, I did a podcast with uh, Novak a while back Oh yeah. and uh, it was right when Novak was getting clean and sober, you know? Okay, right, right. And now like when you look at Novak, you would not even, you know, like right. he's completely changed person, but yeah. you know, I hope that like, you know, he gets his shit together. Like he's, he's got these parties that he throws up now at his house now, just throws out his address on the internet. I'm just like, dog, you got a kid. I know. Like I, I stopped everything when I had a kid. I was just like, no, no, no. I don't the, want that lifestyle The baby no was more. in the studio when he did the Come Town yeah, podcast. I, I, I feel as if his wife is a little bit of an enabler. She, and she was there too. Yeah, yeah, she's enabling him. You know, I mean, like, well, how old is she? She's probably like 34, 35. So she's he's in he's her like, 30s? I think he's my age. Yeah, he's my age. She's 39. He's 39. Yeah, be, just looked you know, But stop, you, dude. You look better than him. <laughs> oh, dude, see, that's what, that bloat, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he doesn't sleep. Like, he's got that Coke and alcohol Yeah, bloat. man, yeah. just stop, dude, you know? 
Like, mm-hmm. I, I guess it's got to be tough because, like, I think the reason I brought him up is because you were talking about, like, the antics and stuff like that, right? Right. The, the antics are great, but you don't have to do it 24-7. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. gotta have you got to have some moments of peace. You know what I mean? Like, you can't put it on the Ritz 24-7 like that. And, like, you, you wind up going crazy. Or what, you know, even what is, dead. What is the what kind of what does it do to the psyche when you're famous for being insane, out of your mind? Yeah, right. Pff, fuck it, you know. You know, there's you no saw, way you out. See Stevo, Stevo, I think ended up. That's kind of a success story. Or, it's a success, yeah. right? I, he I think he's five sober. or ten years sober, right. and. Um, but it's still sad when you go and see him perform at a club, which I would never do. No yeah. offense to yeah. him, but why mm-hmm. would you do that? But you go and see him now, and it's a sober 45-year-old that's doing like a naked backflip through a flamethrower. I heard he's got fuck. this thing where he skydive. He shows a video of himself skydiving while masturbating out okay. of a plane. But uh, you know, it seems like there's a number of laws being broken. Yeah, I think that you when you go into his shows, you have to sign a waiver that you will okay. not sue because of being offended or something. But now, what if he fucking flies past your your nursery, oh, yeah, jerking yeah. off? Yeah, see, that's a good point. But you know, I mean, like, I, it's weird how like I remember thinking like, there's no way out for these guys, you know. And then yeah. Ryan Dunn died, and then you know, I, right. So I mean. It's it's a sad thing when success winds up right. coming back to fucking you know. We mess got your some tangents, up. man. We keep. I, it's my fault because I keep. No, going this is off what we do. It. I mean, All this right, is cool, a hundred and eighty-two episodes, right. and like I used to have like a script. I don't do scripts no more. I okay. I, I got, you know, I got like I don't undiagnosed know your audience. ADD. I didn't want to. My audience sticks around for this kind of stuff. Okay, they right, like cool. it when like they're like, "Well, I had never <laughs> thought you'd go there, Bob." Right. And that's what I take like pride on is the fact that like I mean. When you're here in Bob Universe, Bob Nation, there are no rules. We'll talk about whatever. People ask me all the time, well, should I prepare for this, Bob? Do not prepare. <laughs> you know, maybe take a shower, you know, something like that. <laughs> but I don't want you to come in, in this room and feel as if you got to, like, have a, a routine or, like, you know, a bit. But, I mean. Listen, if I'd have walked in here and felt like you had prepared, <laughs> I'd have been offended. <laughs> I used to. I, I used to like have notes and stuff, and then like it just came off contrived. You know what I mean? Well, you did, like, you did you know, ask me if there's anything I didn't want to talk about, which I, I always thought was do that. Cool. Yeah, I always yeah. do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it, when you're talking about specific things, you don't want to overreach. And I've I've had that happen before, and like I've had somebody ask me maybe once or twice stuff that I don't want to talk about. But right, you know what yeah. I mean? It is what it is. But right. I mean, mainly, you know, what I am interested in is the the pursuit of like true artistry you know what right, i mean right, and like right. to be a good artist like you got to do something that's different you know what i mean well, and like you, you you continue to do that you know even with like all the trials and tribulations you said that you went to jail again for a second time and what is that like post two that's 2010 2011 2011 mm-hmm. and i got out in 2012 and that was just damn so what's pos- it you possession. spent a year in jail i've done i have like almost two years in now total and like in your best uh summation what's jail like for the bobcast listeners uh, well, it's changed in the last decade. Because mm-hmm. when I was there before, I would say it was. Now every jail is different too. I've also been to Were jail you in, the in Eagleville Texas. One? I was oh, in Texas. Montgomery, Monco, Montgomery County. Is that that's Eagleville, right? MCCF. Well, oh, yeah, it's in I, Eagleville, I've been there. But yeah. I, I didn't. I wasn't incarcerated, but I went to visit somebody once. Okay, right, right. And uh, it was like. I, I just remember the, the color of the walls and like that, you know. It's you like were a Hieronymus Bosch yeah. painting. Yeah, man. It's just yeah. really weird. Um, yeah, it's it's 
bit. And I would say that it's worse for somebody with like an artist mind as well. Yeah, and, right. and not to like self victimize or anything. Cause mm-hmm. I made it and I'm fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm strong, a stronger human for it. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's not, it's not good. I mean, and especially now because they're privatizing all the, the industries that the jail does, uh, business with so yeah. the phones is one mm-hmm. company and you and you're throwing money away on them things mm-hmm. the fucking commissary is another company you're throwing money away on them things wow I didn't know that so wait yeah. so like that's all like outside yeah and now they in. have streaming services they have tablets that the prisoners can get and then so now you're paying a streaming service well whoa, whoa, for Netflix they can well, get Netflix no you can't What's get the, Netflix what do you, you stream? can get for eight dollars a day, yeah. you can get. There's like a hundred movies you can choose from. Oh to watch, wow! What's it. the name of the service? Is it specifically uh, GTL? I think. Wow. Um, I forget exactly what it's called. And then there's also a music service, uh-huh. and that's a dollar a day. Which I got that the whole time I was in there, and mm-hmm. one of my albums is on there. Funeral Disco, the that's, one I don't like. Yeah. That's meta. Right. Right. That's so meta. Yeah. And I tried to hide it from everybody oh my because. God. Not, not that I was afraid, but I knew that would change my bid. It would be, oh, this dude's famous or this dude. The, the, the thing I didn't want to happen was a lesson I had learned from being in jail prior was once people know you can rap, especially if you're good, then you never get left alone. So what's it like? Everybody's like, yo, yo. Everybody wants you to rap. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants you. And now me as a 22-year-old, that's a little bit different because then I'm going to rap every time they want me to. I'm going to try to prove myself, all that shit. And it becomes exhausting, but you have to do it. Me as a 33-year-old, somebody asks me to and I say no. As long as I got a look in my eyes like I'm fucking serious, they're not going to keep asking me. You get what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So b- being 33 and in jail this time was a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I'm skipping ahead because we're back at when I was 25. Sorry. Yeah, it's cool. Okay, so it's, we're back at 2011, 2010. Yeah, that was for the possession. And uh, yeah, so I got out again in 2012. Um, and that you know this was right after Dom died and everything. I'm trying to find some sort of like meaning in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I went back to jail again, and my record label pretty much was like washed their hands of me. They didn't let me go for my contract, but they weren't going to do anything for me anymore. So I had to do everything myself. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. so in a year I got out, I got a place, me and, you know Ryan Jennings? Sounds familiar. Greasy. He's a, I have a side project called Josie Wales that we're actually in the mm-hmm. middle of, we're about to release something I think new I've seen something good. like that on the... He's the other guy in Josie Wales. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, me and him got a place studio in the basement. We banged out a, a, a mixtape and an album. Um, but 2012, that's when I went on the run. That's when I left because my probation officer was just straight up, like essentially told me she was going to lock me up again. Mm. Um, you know, I had weed in my system, you know, a drug that now, Mm-hmm. is essentially legal and if it's in your system you just have to have a fucking note from your doctor and you're fine but in 2012 they were going to put me in jail for another fucking year for it Jesus. so i left because i had the resources to run mm-hmm. so i spent seven years on the run i Damn. spent seven years all over the fucking country and that's a whole nother yeah i remember, I remember seeing something like that i was like i was like where is he yeah. Where you were no like well, well we, first we shouldn't I, reveal this. I went to Ohio, mm-hmm. then Nashville. 
uh, then back to Ohio for a while. But I ended up falling in with like the underbelly of Cleveland, mm. and I got pretty heavy back into heroin. Mm. Overdosed a bunch of times. Damn. Um, <clears throat> then I went to drunkenly went to Chicago. Married a girl who I just recently found out I didn't actually marry. We we got married at the Justice of the Peace, but never went the next day to, to file the, yeah, the paperwork. Yeah. So it was never official. So that's actually a huge fucking weight off my shoulders. That's good. Because um, I didn't know her. And she how many turned, how many years went by where you thought you were married? This I just found out. Oh, that's I wasn't. great. So almost eight. Wow. Yeah. Um, she uh, and she turned out to be a. A very, and I'm not saying this to insult her. I'm yeah. saying this because it's true. She's mentally has mental illnesses mm-hmm. um, that that were uh, like very affecting her life mm-hmm. um, and my life negatively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I kind of realized that right away as soon as I sobered up. I married her, went right to the hospital to detox. As soon as I was sober, I realized, oh, this is never going to work. Yeah. Um, and effectively never saw her again, but she continued to like poison my life over the next couple of years, um, hacking into my uh, different social media pages, trying to figure out where I lived to to come and find me, whether it was states and states Jesus. away. Hitchhiking, trying to hitchhike one time. Mm-hmm. I got a call from, I don't even know if I should really say this. I shouldn't, I probably shouldn't talk about this because she still is a human being that yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know. And she has a mental illness, so it's not her fault. Um, but so wait, yeah, how so long did you say you were on the run for? Seven years. So in seven years, nobody was looking for you? Like they didn't have anybody checking your social media profile to see like what was going on in the background? Some, you know, like they- So that's kind of a complicated question because we don't know. Mm. The first, so I, got, I was arrested in an airport, and I told you that first year was really sketchy. When mm. I was in Cleveland, I was arrested from the airport. Um, I actually tell the story on my latest album, Spirit Cooking, the mm-hmm. second track. Um, I forget what it's called, but whatever it's called, um, I tell the story of this. Um, but when I was arrested, I thought for sure it would come up that I had a warrant in Philadelphia and they'd send me back. It never did. What? Nothing happened. And this was the year I left. Wow. It wasn't even like a bunch of time ago. How about by. that? So... Um, so yeah, so a couple years later, I was arrested again. Um, no, it was just one year later because this was right when I got sober. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was getting sober, they put me on Librium, which is a uh, benzodiazepine, yeah. mm-hmm. so it yeah. affects you like Xanax. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. I was at the mall, and all of a sudden, I'm zannied the hell up, yeah. and I'm walking out of a Journeys with a pair of shoes in my hand. Oh wow! I had money in my pocket. I wasn't trying to steal the but shoes, you're just so but zanned up. Mm-hmm. right. So. So I end up going to jail down there for shoplifting. Mm. Um, and again, it doesn't, nobody's like, Montgomery County doesn't say, hold them, we're coming to get them. No, they fucking let me out in two wow. days. So um, then I go to get, I, I, the last tour I went on was in 2014. And before I could go, I had to get an ID. So I had to go do that in Texas. Well, I'm getting my picture taken. I'm getting this ID in Texas. And the fucking dude behind the counter Takes my information, walks over to a cop that's there, starts talking to the cop. I'm realizing, like, holy shit, am I about to get arrested? And he walks back over and he goes, okay, so it turns out you have a warrant. There's nothing we can do about it here. 
He says, I suggest you just stay out of Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware. Oh, my God. So that's when I found out it was a tri-state warrant. Wow. So then I'm like, okay, I'm fine as long as I never go back to those places. Fast forward another couple years, me and her are pulled over. Mm -hmm. in, uh, I'm, and I'm talking about my girlfriend who's here on the couch now. She's we're, reading the Marvel Encyclopedia. She, I think she's asleep, actually. That's okay. But <laughs> we should whisper. Um, nope, she's up. There she is. Beautiful <laughs> as ever. So she, um, me and her got pulled over. Yeah. The cop pulls me out of the car, right? So I'm terrified. You driving? No, she's driving. Mm -hmm. So why is he pulling me out of the car? He ran both of our names, right? But he took both of our IDs. Mm. He pulls me aside and goes, listen, I just wanted to let you know you have a warrant out of Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. You'll never get pulled in for it. As long as you don't go back to Pennsylvania. What? The reason I took you out of the car is I don't know if she knew about it or not, and I didn't want to be the one to tell oh, her. Wow, what a great cop. Dude, he bro-coded me. He bro'd he, you. Right. Now, let's not get into what would have probably happened if yeah. I was African-American or something like that, mm. right? So mm. that's, in a way, all right, cool, cool cop. Yeah, but thank you. On yeah, the other right, end of yeah. it, it's like the Would you do this really six hours up. later, yeah. Exactly. But, um, so yeah. <sighs> Man. So... I mean, then I then I get an ID in Ohio, no issues. They don't even bring up the fact that I got a warrant. So I start living like I don't have a warrant. Mm -hmm. I'm fucking registered to vote. I can vote in Ohio despite being a felon, which actually is a myth I want to tell your listeners. Most states, you can still vote if you're a felon. They just don't want you to know that. Yeah. But find out for sure before mm -hmm. you do it, because if it's not legal, then you're committing a crime. But, mm -hmm. um, and you've always been about politics. I remember I've, one time reading you were going to start a podcast about politics. You're so passionate I, about I did it. for a while. I started a, I started a podcast called Poverty Pantry that basically just fact-checked the news. Mm. Um, and uh, I kept it like real, like it was littered with jokes. And I did skits at the beginning of it and stuff yeah, to I, make I, sure I, it I was interesting. Yeah, I listened to one once. It was entertaining. Yeah, I tried to be entertaining as possible. But yeah. Um, well, I, I feel as if um, politics in general need to have more people like you and I involved with it. I've had the mayor of Country Hawk in here, and I've had mm -hmm. the mayor of Bridgeport here. I saw that. And uh, both of them inspire me to the fact where I'm just like, you know what, we ain't got no long hair politicians. I need to represent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't ever see, you know, somebody get up there just, you know, in a hoodie. You well, know what I'm saying? I would, I would have, I would run in Ohio if, um, because I know that, that the way I talk and the, like all mm. that would, uh, would be a positive there yeah um because it would be sort of an outsider kind of a feel um but i can't because you can't felons can't hold elected office in ohio yeah some states they can but over there they can't but um yeah i i have i thought about running like mm -hmm. for real thought about running because but i just i mean again i'm like a hands-on parent now at this point yeah though. that's your so main it job takes so much time that's, away from my that's kids. a big yeah. job too man you know yeah. so so what happens then in this magnum opus um oh so yeah get, yeah so Th there's there this just all of a sudden on december 17th it was a monday mm -hmm. at 10 o'clock in the morning i there's a knock at the door and it's the police Jeez. and they're like are you john shinners yeah because i'm mm -hmm. not hiding at yeah. this point i've mm -hmm. lived at that address for three years now yeah i have a family everything i settled down and uh we have a warrant for your arrest wow montgomery county in pennsylvania wants you and these cops didn't even want to arrest me. 
like but while they were arresting me we had to wake her up because she works nights mm -hmm. so she had just got home from work i had just taken our son to the bus stop saw mm -hmm. him get on the bus go to kindergarten mm -hmm. i had to wake her up and tell her like i'm being arrested and Jeez. they're sending me back to montgomery county philly essentially yeah I don't know when you're going to see me again. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Now, it turned out it was cool because despite... Mm -hmm. I know on this podcast, I've kind of made it seem like I'm constantly in trouble. But I haven't had any police contact aside from that being pulled over. But we didn't do anything wrong. No crime. For six years. Yeah. Now, my new probation officer, when I got back to Philly, could see all that. Mm -hmm. She saw, oh, you moved to Ohio. You've been stable. You haven't been getting in trouble. And I've been yeah. sober. I've been mm -hmm. good. So that's the reason why I only did three months this last time I went back. But dude, yeah, they came right to my house. And how, how did they transport me. you back? That's a whole fucking thing. They used a private uh, prisoner extradition company that took me. I had to go from Columbus, Ohio to, to Philadelphia, essentially. It's a six-hour straight line. Yeah. It took me 10 days, dude. Holy shit. They took me through the whole country. I was in Texas at one point, dude. You mean just traveling on a bus? Traveling on this. Well, well, you're in a paddy wagon. You're shackled the whole time. Holy There's shit. There's no windows. You have to piss into a bottle. My the God. only time you can actually use a bathroom is when they stop at another jail. And that's if that jail will let you come in and use the bathroom. The worst part of it is the whole time you can't contact your people on the outside. They have no idea where you are or when you're going to be able to talk to them again. I had no idea such thing existed. It should be illegal. This should not so, exist. So you in just America. drove around for ten days straight. They picked me up from okay. So I was arrested and taken to Fairfield County Jail in Ohio originally. Mm -hmm. I'm there for ten days. Mm -hmm. The extradition bus comes get comes and gets me at 10 o'clock at night on my 10th day. I'm immediately shackled and put in the back of a paddy wagon that's divided down the middle. So you only have enough room to sit down with your knees touching the middle bar. Wow. You're back there with three other guys usually. So you're all, and you're back there for days. I'm not talking about hours, days. They feed you when they want to feed you. They open a little slot in the back. It's the only time you see daylight. And they put through a McChicken and a cheeseburger. Jesus. You eat that three times a day with You're a water bottle. You're not getting any exercise or anything either, right? You You're can't move, move around, can't move around, at, around. at all. Yeah. No, no, no. That's um, inhumane. But I mean, it's not just physical. It's mm -hmm. pitch black. Mental. There's no windows. Jesus. So you're just, I mean, literally I had to like, this sounds crazy, but I had to like, give myself to the darkness essentially yeah yeah i understand you know what i mean when mm -hmm. i say that yeah. like the it was just that's all you can do right when your mind's put to the test like that you know i, I was it was Surrender. that or it would if, if i would keep rejecting it my mind would have snapped in half mm -hmm. i had to just go well this is my life now and i may never see like my girl or our kids or my family again now you know in the back of your head you're probably going to but because you're spending so much time back there and the and the you never you can't talk to the CEOs driving so you, you have no idea where you are then. where you are you don't know what state you're in until they stop and physically take you Jesus, out Jesus you must have been excited when you finally got to jail Well they yeah because they kind of surprised me and took me to Montgomery County cuz I was making such a big fucking stink every time that they stopped somewhere and when we had to take another prisoner off mm -hmm. and they would let us get out to use the bathroom mm -hmm. I was making a fucking 
a, a scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's the it's it's a nightmare. And most you know most people that are going through this process are so institutionalized they just don't. And it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. It's the system's fault. System's but they're institutionalized. Fault. They know not to speak up to these COs because the COs don't want to be made uncomfortable or they'll make your life worse. Jeez. You know what I mean? So I'm making a scene, but I'm also trying to be diplomatic about it because I don't want to make this situation worse for myself or anyone else with me. Yeah. But yeah, this this was the, the worst 10 days, maybe of my whole life. You know what I'm thinking right now? Mr. J.J. Demon, this is how the fucking movie starts. You in the back of this thing, thinking I, about dude, your life. I already thought about that. I already thought because the movie would have to start there, mm. then it would go back to go the back. beginning, mm-hmm. because then there actually is a happy ending at the end of this when yeah. I'm let out after three months and yeah. I no longer have a warrant and all that shit. Jesus, you know, ten, ten days in the darkness, just driving around the country i had no idea such a thing existed yeah i mean and they'll stop like okay so they can drive for 72 hours and then and then the drivers have to get a hotel and they have to leave you at a jail so they give you to whatever jail is the closest and you stay there overnight well those jails they have to know that you're not allowed to use the phone so they they house you somewhere where there's no phones because they don't want you calling your people and going hey what they're doing to me is literally torture. Mm-hmm. And here's the worst injury to insult part of it. When you finally get to where you're going and you talk to your probation officer or whoever, you owe this company $1,300. They Jeez. charge you for the fucking privilege, dude. I mean, that's like taking like three flights. Yeah, three, they could have flown flights. you. Right. They could have. But yeah, why didn't they fly you back? Because they're trying to make money. It's a private company. They're collecting the the county will issue like a contract for you. So like, okay, we want this kid's been on the run for seven years. Mm-hmm. We found money in the budget. Here's three thousand dollars. Go find him, pick him up, and bring him back to us. Jeez. Once you have him in the van, we don't care how long he's in that van for. Because the law says, the law in the book says they have 180 days to get you from where they got you to where oh they're taking God. you. Because it exists from back in the day when it was like the frontier age, where a bounty hunter would come get you across state lines and he, you'd be on horseback. Dr. King Schultz. I don't know what that reference uh, you, you've is. You've seen uh, Django Unchained? I have. Oh, of course. Okay. Yes, Dr. yes, yes. Schultz. I have. Yeah. I can't. You see the trailer for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, that it looks, looks good. good. Yeah, I'm a little. I'm I'm souring on Tarantino a little bit mm-hmm. in my in my 30s. Mm-hmm. I love him still, mm-hmm. but I'm starting to see the the edges of his art. I'm starting to see mm-hmm. the seams. What you was? Know what did I mean? you notice that during the Hateful Eight? I think the Hateful Eight. Yes, but the Hateful Eight was, I think, more masterfully done than mm. anything he's done in the last. Well, apparently he's only got this film and another one. That's it. And he's calling it quits. And the last one might be a fucking Star Trek movie. Did you read that? Yeah, I don't or think rated R? I, I think that wouldn't count. Mm. I think he wrote the script for it, but I mean, you don't think he's gonna he's gonna actually nah, shoot? I think he's got to do his own thing. You know, I think yeah. he, if he's gonna do one more film, you know, you might want to just do that Vega Brothers script that never got produced or the. Uh, Kill Bill Volume 3 with Yeah, the, with the you know, fill out the trilogy. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, your story, though, I mean, like, when you get, finally get back to Pennsylvania, you get right. out of that van. First off, how, do the, how does your body feel not being able to move? You're shackled, 
right? Like, what's that pain um, like, man? You might, like, I got badass shoulder pain. I'd, I'd be, like, crying in that van. Well, I looked really, really bad. Yeah. Like, because as soon as I Neck got Neck beard in effect, in, right? Like, ultra, well, you know what I mean? Like, real long beard, which damn. was bothering me. Yeah, but um, just like I looked like I was 50 years old. I'm mm-hmm. 33. In I the looked dark, yeah. 50 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and And just because, yeah, you haven't slept. Like, I didn't sleep. I slept for maybe three hours total out of 10 days because where are you gonna sleep how yeah yeah, i I I have a hard time sleeping if i'm not like in a like comfortable spot right and it's like you're sitting up and you're shackled the whole time yeah there's no way to get comfortable there man so yeah i looked really bad i i had uh but just i started noticing things as the days went by after i got there like i had a scab on my tail oh no that's bad yeah sitting in that seat right Mm -hmm. from sitting in that same spot like i noticed like blood Mm. like in my boxers no it's terrible which scared the hell out of me at first i can imagine yeah then i realized what it was from yeah I don't know. Yeah, man. Like you just, your body atrophies. Were you okay though? Did you get you a staph know? infection or anything? I thought I had one, but mm. I didn't. Yeah. I did think I had a staph infection. My friend my uh, got locked up down Philly. He got staph infection. He was only there for one night. Well, had, to, had to have it cut out of his armpit. There was a girl on the bus with me. Mm-hmm. We keep the girls in a separate cage up front. Jesus. But she had staph infection on both of her arms. And they didn't do none. Well, when we got to, they couldn't. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, they say they can't, but... They got to the hub in Missouri, which is the hub is what they call the like back, the backwoods ass jails where they keep you for a couple hours while the drivers rest up, and they do that once every three what? days. So when we got there, they were like, legally we can't let her leave this place. Like she, there, there's no way you we can, can die. Right, like she has to stay here until she can be seen by like an actual doctor. Jesus. Yeah. So she ended up staying there. Yeah, her name, I forget her name, but she called herself Lotto. Um, she did definitely she, she was, definitely didn't win that Lotto. She didn't win any sort of the Powerball, but she uh, she was uh, 19 years old. Oh, that's a shame. The worst part about it was she was coming off methadone, mm. and she was in the back of this fucking thing. Oh, my God. She must have been screaming. I mean, she mostly was in good spirits for a lot of it, but when the wave of sickness would hit mm. her, it yeah. was really bad. And you're, like, shackled. Right, and you're shackled, and it's either way too cold back there or way too hot, which oh is what God. she's going to go through anyways. No matter what. For the sickness, yeah. yeah. So I felt bad for her out of everybody back there, but... But yeah, man, and I'm back there not even for a crime. You know, this is how I was being yeah. treated, mm-hmm. and I hadn't committed a new crime. I just left the state. My my official charge, which is not a charge, mm-hmm. was absconding or failure to report. Damn, you straight Bruce Wayne. Well, it was a failure to report. Mm-hmm. It was just you never showed up for your your meeting eight years ago with probation. Mm. That was my charge. It's not a crime. It's a violation of the terms the and conditions of probation. Mm-hmm. So, so, so what, and what for is, that, yeah. I was put in this fucking torture van. And I'm, I'm back there with a convicted murderer, Jesus. a guy who's going from one sentence to, to, uh, to serve another 19-year sentence. And then I'm also back there with her, who's back there for like a bunch of unpaid fines. A staph infection bullshit. and withdrawal, Jesus. Withdrawal, staph infection, mm-hmm. going back there for bullshit fines. Mm-hmm. A convicted murderer. And then another guy that like, he was a, a football coach and somebody gave him a stolen PlayStation and said, hey, can you pawn this for me? Uh, it's my PlayStation, but I don't have an ID. I can't pawn it, but I'm starving. I need money for food. Tricked him into doing it. Guy had never been in trouble in his life. 
His name was Taiwan. Cool Jesus. shit from Florida. What, did he catch like, him on the serial number? He was 29 years old. Well, he... I don't know how they ended up catching him. But he... Uh, yeah, I don't know how they got him. But he had never been in trouble before in his life. Never been in jail. Wow. And he was on this fucking extradition van being treated this way. Just to go back home... When he got back to where the crime was committed, quote unquote, yeah. they just let him right out. Like he took that ride for no fucking reason, and, my and God. they just let him right out. He since he contacted my girlfriend when he got out. Mm-hmm. I gave him my information stuff, and yeah. he did right away. Good guy, yeah. But Damn, just dude. just to kind of show you, like, this is what they're doing to people that haven't even really committed a crime. They're putting you back there with literal murderers. Yeah, yeah. It's inhumane. It's like con air. It's like you're on the plane and right. you're just stuck there. Like, Jesus well, Christ. Well, I don't even think they should treat a fucking murderer like that. No. Like, I don't, I mean, at yeah. least, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense to treat I mean, if they're using the way. same rules that the Frontier did, they would technically hang his ass back in the day. Right. You know? You know? <laughs> so you finally, you get to the jail and, I mean. You, I was you, like kissing the floor, Is this dude. the first time you like look in the mirror and see yourself too? Like. Yes. Damn, what was that like? That wasn't good. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, not nothing really mm-hmm. beats you down when you're incarcerated worse than when your your like grooming and hygiene has gotten away from you, and it's mm-hmm. through no fault of your own. You can't get what you need to get. Yeah. You know, so like my beard had grown out, like my face. I have to take good care of my face, or it breaks out and mm-hmm. peels and shit. So I just looked terrible, man. And like as soon as I like saw myself, I just got way more bummed out than i was yeah. before yeah so you but, were there for what like uh three two months they sentenced me to three months and they gave me and they and they gave me good time on it so three months minus 18 days it was the shortest bid i've done you just got out recently right i just got out three weeks ago damn yeah. well i'm glad you're back you know what i mean Thank you, and i'm man. glad that I'm you survived that you know what well. i mean and like uh, it's funny because we've been talking a lot on the podcast about uh forgiveness and how like in 2019 it's so hard to even think about that word you know what i mean like i'm a firm believer and you know you make a mistake and you seek redemption for it that's part of the human condition man you know what i mean and like i feel as if a lot of people like are are starting to turn like you've done something you're just going to be like stained for the rest of your life you know what i mean but like all your troubles your trials your tribulations i think that that's just going to make you a stronger person you know well i definitely See, it's tough for me to not look at everything through sort of a political lens mm. because everything is politics. Everything Pretty is much, political. Yeah. And when you've been branded with with a uh, with the mark of felon, mm-hmm. then you it 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 behooves you to sort of get involved in politics and to understand that sort of the reason we created that whole thing was to take rights away from people. Mm-hmm. And originally it was created to take rights away from specifically African Americans. Yeah. It was specifically made so that we could continue slavery mm. uh after slavery was made illegal. Um but and don't think this in any way is me trying to compare myself to the no, plight no. of a mm. <laughs> that's not where I'm going with it. But you realize that people want to write people off. People love doing that. We do. are, we are, you know, a, as a society, we've become very intellectually and emotionally lazy. And I think like when you just have this bag of individuals that you get to throw away because they've been called felons or whatever the case. Yeah. Or or uh, they watch a news network that you don't like or they voted for a person you don't like. You get to throw them away. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people love that. 
People love having less people to fucking worry about. And that's never, ever going to work for this country. No, I I don't think so. No. I mean, well, that's been the that's been the way that the politicians we claim to hate have have been treating us and acting for a century now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't do you get into politics on this? Very much. Yeah, you do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, I don't know. I haven't listened to much of your show. I Mm -hmm. listened to a little bit just sort of. Yeah. So I knew what I was coming into, but I don't know which way you lean. I mean, my whole thing is just like, I'm not even sure. I mean, there is anything left of like what, like our American, like, um, like when I, I went to school for uh, secondary ed, social studies. So I used to teach American okay. government law. Right. So I know all about like, you know, the systems, the process of checks and balances. And like, you know, with Trump, right. I mean, like he just does whatever the hell he wants. The right. fact that he's still, I mean, the Robert Mueller report just came out on Friday. Right. I see pictures of him golfing surrounded by lawyers and friends and shit. I'm just like, is this America? So like, you know, I mean, I, I the way I see it is the, it's just so hard to even define like who like who's capable of like taking first off, I don't think that one person can run the country. No. It don't make no sense. I mean the okay? job of the of the presidency itself, I yeah. think, is you can't a have laughable one, job. You can't have one guy doing this, right. man. Or and girl, if you know what I mean? Like, like Trump could win mm-hmm. it. I don't think we should take it seriously anymore. No, I mean like it's you know it's really odd, man. Right. Like uh it's strange, but I, I think that we, in a way, deserve this. We made though. it, yeah. I was right. going to say that. We, we we made our bed with this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we made and, our and, bed with him coming in and taking over, you know? The way he did, too, is just so odd. Right. Like, I remember, like, when he was, like, initially making these speeches and stuff, thinking, like, this thing, they can go nowhere, man. Well, we all thought that, Yeah, dude. and we I, I even remember, like, you know, the night when the electoral votes were coming in, and, like, I had studied the map for so many years. I was like, he's in. Right. He, he's won. <laughs> There's no way around well, this. Well, I know? was like, going to let my daughter, who mm-hmm. was, I think, nine at the time, or yeah. had just turned 10, going to let her stay up to see the first woman mm-hmm. become president of the United States of America. Yeah, yeah, I thought it would yeah. be very this inspirational is, yeah, for her. Yeah. Now, I'm very far left. I'm, Same. I'm, yeah, I'm left. And, and including before the election. I've, I lived in Ohio and voted for Hillary Clinton. I'm not proud of it. Yeah. But it's a... It's a swing state, and we got to do all we can to you try do what to you can. Yeah. shift it to to the left. Um, but I'm a Bernie guy. I'm even further left than Bernie. He's mm-hmm. just the closest that I think we got. Bernie took a fall, man. You see his head? Yeah, but he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's, yeah, he's Bernie. Good. Dude, he, he ain't keeps going on, nowhere. He keeps on fucking killing it, dude. There's I, so many Democrats, man. You got this dude Beto O'Rourke coming out of nowhere. Yeah. You know? He's you wearing know, he shorts. Was in, he was in a band with uh, the Mars Volta guys. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. read that. Um... I, I, I'm just excited to see what happens, you know, and like, um, you know, I, I, on Facebook, I see so many people, you know, like, this is unacceptable. We got to get him out. And I'm like, look, he's probably going to win again. You know what I mean? Well, like, yeah. If if the Democrats it, don't stop wasting their time with shit like the Mueller report and yeah. this Russia mm-hmm. bullshit and they, they if they don't realize that, OK, you have fascism over here, mm-hmm. the, the right has just straight up given itself over to fascism. Completely now. They can't deny it anymore. Completely. I agree. So you have that. So essentially, what's that old saying? You have socialism or barbarism. That's what they say. You can can have one or the other. Well, we got the barbarism over here. Yeah, we got that. I think the Democrats need to realize the only thing left for us to turn to is socialism. Well, you know who's a big socialist? JFK. Okay. Um, John F. Kennedy? Yeah, he was like... So like... 
I forget where I heard this at, but like, you know, the um, ask not what you can do, f- you know, for your country speech that he made. Like, if you listen to the whole speech, there's right. shit in there that probably pissed people off to the fact they were like, look, we got to whack this guy. And I've been to Dallas, Texas. I've been to Daly Plaza. There's no way this dude did this by himself. If he, if he did it by himself. Too, on vacation, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I listen to all the people's speeches and shit, you know. Well, Bill but, like, James has an interesting uh do you read any yeah. Bill James? Mm-hmm. He's got an interesting take that I kind of bought as soon as I tell read the listeners it. what this take is. The, have you heard this mm-hmm. before? He thinks that it was a, uh, a, a one of the Secret Service agents that killed John F. Kennedy, and he did it by accident. He said he turned around to shoot at whoever was shooting at JFK and accidentally hit him in the head. Yeah, I didn't know if you had heard this one before. I, I, I'd heard that in hindsight, but I'm not sure I've ever spoken about it here on the Bobcast. Um, I, you know. There's lots of things that come into play, you know? Well, I just think conspiracies are too sexy and juicy. We yeah, all want to believe are. them. Mm-hmm. But now with this, listen, I think that there are lessons to be learned from the fact that Donald Trump is the president of the United <laughs> States right now. But I think most people yeah. are learning the wrong ones. Yeah. I think if you want to learn anything, it's that, look, these people, most of them are a bunch of bumbling fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you and I are just as smart, if not smarter, than most of the people in charge. And that doesn't make you and I smart. You know what I, I mean? Yeah, we're, st- we're still probably dumbasses. Really. Yeah, it's, you know, I mean, there's so much that we think we know and there's so much we don't know. But exactly. I mean, like, we're all human. So it's like, it goes back to what I was saying about one guy or one girl right. taking their reins and be- making the decisions and, like, you know, uh, ISIS is still up. They're not, you know, let's get rid of them. You know, like... I just feel as if we, you know, a long time ago made these set of rules and, you know, we stuck with them, which is just odd because everything else we seem to change. You right. know what I mean? We're like, you know, uh, Comcast, you know, like to, came out of nowhere, took over the world. Then we got Fios. Then we have Netflix. You know what I mean? Like all these things changed that way. But with American politics, we're just like, nah, let's keep those semi-automatic guns, you well, know? I mean, and, and like I, I was saying to you like, before, one of the reasons why I got out of education was because the system is so broke and it's just, it's, it's. It doesn't make sense that we allow stuff like this to happen where it's like, you know, somebody can um, just come up into a campus like that, you know, and like, the worst part about it, man, is that my son's three and he's going to be going into the school system soon. And I'm so worried about that shit, man. And like, I'm at the point now where I'm like thinking like, when am I going to have to start teaching him survival skills to the fact of making himself small, not listening to somebody when they're like obviously not in the right? You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's it's a dangerous world, man. And the thing that sucks the most about it is that people are getting even more and more insane with it. And they feel as if their message is the one that needs to be heard. And that's why they're acting out with all this violence. Well, kind of what I was saying before the socialism or barbarism thing, mm-hmm. that, that kind of. I think plays into it because now there is no one specific way to explain everything in the world, Mm -hmm. obviously, or even everything in a country, but there is a way that comes very close Mm -hmm. and that is socialism. That is to say, what is it about socialism you like? Well, listen, you can pretty much take any problem that we have in this country and you could attribute it directly to capitalism. I mean, honestly, You can do it with any problem. When you take profits and you incentivize them over the well-being of people, of individuals, which is capitalism's express purpose, Mm -hmm. you have, I mean, how long can that go on for 
before it turns into barbarism. Mm -hmm. If you're saying that at the end of every fiscal year or fiscal quarter that this every company has to be in the, I forget whether it's the red or the black. I don't know which yeah. one's good. I'm mm -hmm. not one of those guys. But it has to be making money. Otherwise, it might as well not exist and it'll get swallowed up by the other companies. They can only do that for so long before they have to start stealing from the workers. Yeah. And how do they and how do they steal from the workers? You have to work longer hours for less pay. We're going to take parts of your health care or all of your health care. Yeah. We're going to take your sick days, your vacation days, your child care. All that stuff has already been taken from us or it's being taken it's from being us. It's being taken, yeah. If we're allowing that to happen and we're acting like, oh, well, you just need to work harder. Yeah, you just, it's such bullshit. Right. Really and then is. our grandparents tell us, well, you're lazy. When we were your age, when you were our age, capitalism was different. It was working a little bit It was bit working better. for the American people. Right. Essentially, capitalism, when you were my age, was what you think socialism is. They bought a fucking house for 30 grand. You know what I mean? This, the, the place that we're in right now, this is $15,000. The house that the, This we're row home right now? That we're to, recording this podcast. My to, to own my grandma oh, bought this house. Okay, in like 1953 or something like that for 15 grand. But I mean, like, it's funny you say that because my grandma's like, I just changed careers, and my grandma says to me, she's like, Bobby, you'll never get Social Security. I'm like, Grandma, I don't think there is such a thing no right. more. But you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I, yeah, man. It's just like you know, we we forget like. To me, like I, when I was growing up, I always identified with the snake, the "Don't tread on me" flag. For some reason, that snake just got Liber me. Libertarian. Yeah, I was just. Yeah, That's I was the just, other side. I mean, I was just like, okay, like, but you know, to me, don't don't tell me what I can and cannot do. You right. know what I mean, like. And I feel as if that's all people talk about now is this, that, or whatever, and like everyone's split down the middle, and like, I felt uh, a, a little bit of a brunt of it um, when Trump first came into office. I was in this band called Pocket Dial, and we uh, released this single called Daymares, and we made hats, uh, red hats that said, make Pocket Dial great again. Right. And uh, we put the video out, and I got a couple scathing emails from people thinking that, you know, we supported him wholeheartedly right. and stuff. And I was just like, well, yeah, I'm just using, I'm, that joke I'm using the imagery right. and I'm bringing attention to the fact the song's called Daymares, you right. know what I mean? Like, you're living your nightmare, literally. And, um, you know... It's it's weird too how that that came into play, but Trump, he he's so like uh, man, well he's crafty. You know how getting away with his shit. You people know? people say that we're more divided now than ever, mm -hmm. which I guess uh, aesthetically is true. Mm -hmm. But like here's what I try to do. Me me and my girlfriend we're members of the DSA, the Democratic yeah. Socialists of America. Mm -hmm. um, we're constantly uh, like getting in conversations with people about politics and we have to realize like there's words you can't use because of um, we don't have to get into the whole history of it but there's a reason why you can't say the words socialism or communism uh without setting people the fuck off yeah. right and it's because of things like the cold war where mm -hmm. basically the american empire and the education system did everything they possibly could to make those words taste like shit in our mouths when we say them yeah. And the reason is, is because they make capitalism look bad when they're working. Mm -hmm. That's essentially the problem. But check it out. I was at work, a uh, bunch of working class guys. I work with my stepdad now while I'm in town doing carpentry, construction, shit like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm with like a 55-year-old guy named Larry, right wing as hell, voted for Trump, all this shit. Yeah. This is how I approach it with him, and this is how everybody should approach these conversations. 
as soon as he looks at me and he sees I got a fucking, uh, you know, I don't have it on this phone. Yeah. But this machine kills fascists on my phone. Um, <laughs> you know, great. yeah. Uh, I, I got the hammer and sickle on my shirts and shit that I wear because mm-hmm. I'm all into it. I say to him, listen, never mind what you think of the left or the right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who do you think should have more power in this world, in this country? Like 10 fucking billionaires or the working class combined? Yeah. Of course he says the working class. Should working class people have free health care? Of course he wants working class people to have free health care. Should weed be legal? Of course. Should we forgive all this college loan bullshit? Of course. When you talk to people about their beliefs, their views, fucking 80% of this country are socialists. Yeah. They just don't know that's they don't know what it. they believe. They probably don't even know the, the proper definition of it. Exactly. You know? and they like, don't. They're just, going about their lives thinking it doesn't affect them, but it does. Well, I asked him, I said, what do you think socialism means? And he said, it means taking my money and giving it to a small group of rich people. I was like, you just defined capitalism. Capitalism, yeah. That's literally what you just defined. So Kennedy did say, he was like, I've got a lot. I have some I can give. And I think that's what pissed so many people off. They're like, no, 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 no. Well, the last time we had a socialist president, mm-hmm. he got elected for three fucking terms. It was FDR. Yeah, yeah. which is crazy too, because yeah. like I remember telling somebody that they're like, "Nah, you're only in pre- you're only in office for two two terms." I'm like, "Check your history book." You know yeah, what I mean? They like, made the rule because they of him. made the rule, right. you know. And like, uh, it's it's another thing too is like we're such a relatively new country. You know what I mean? Like we're so yeah. new, and it's like, oh my god, dude. So it'd be interesting. I mean, Elizabeth Warren actually is trying to get that. Uh, She's trying to. She's the one that's trying to get rid of uh, the college debt. She wants. Well, Bernie's been trying to for a while. Yeah. Um. M- well, most. What is of she her trying to policies, do exactly? She's like. She has a thing where, and this again was was a something we already did in this country. But she, yeah. once you hit ten million dollars, this yeah. is for in, individual income. Once you hit that a year, every everything over it gets taxed at seventy percent. Yeah. It would only affect again. Point one percent of the population. Mm-hmm. No one listening to this podcast would be affected Nobody. by right. Would be affected negatively by yeah. this. Only positively mm-hmm. because all that money is going back to you and your families in some sort of a way. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you still have working class people come out and go, oh, "That's bullshit." Seventy yeah. percent fucking tax rate. It's like it's for you. It's for We're you. We're such bootlickers in this country, dude. Mm-hmm. We kiss the asses of the rich, powerful elite. Why? They don't give a fuck about us. They don't care. They've they been really busy don't care. getting rich off our labor. Exactly. Yeah. And like, you know, paying people like below minimum, like, you know, poverty level things. Right. It, it really is upsetting. Minimum and it's wage just like is we just what? take it. We $8 just, right so, now? Some of the people around here make seven fifty. I think. Dude. seven fifty. I mean, what can, what can you How do with seven fifty? How is that legal? It doesn't make any sense, man. No. It doesn't make any sense. It almost makes like as much sense as driving around inmates in the country in a dark-ass van. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? I mean... The thing yeah. is, though, is like we need more people to talk about it, and we need more people to be able to talk about it on both sides. The left and the right need to be able to be like, "Look, let's actually talk about it," instead of you know beating the shit out of each other or running yeah, each other over the, with cars. Let's be or, real you know, right now. Mm-hmm. What does the right have to say? What do they have left to say? What uh, ideas do they have? Well, the ideas are ones that they're holding on to. They have no new ideas. They're holding right. on to the old, you know. So like, why listen the, to them? Yeah. <laughs> People, well, people. I know love this it, man. sucks. I mean, they this is it. unpopular, but like, they love it. Wh- what about it? What is there the, for you to be a working class person and to vote Republican mm-hmm. is 
It's yeah, mind you know? blowing to me. It's just it's putting a gun in your own mouth and pulling the trigger. You know what my favorite thing is when I vote? I like when I'm walking up to the voting poll, you know, and like there's those people outside trying to change my mind, you know. Right. Uh, I think I, it was like last November. I forget when I was voting. It's something. Uh, somebody was like, "Hey, you know this?" Uh, I was just like, "So what you're trying to say to me is like, you know, if I'm thinking about making a pasta dinner and I go to Giant or something like that, and I find the penne and the meatballs, you're gonna change my mind, like going into that store and switch it to getting burgers? Like, there's no way you're gonna change who I am. I only wear black socks. I've got this issue with white socks. I will never buy." white socks now why is that i have no idea i just bought some the other day i, 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 I mean like i've been wearing black socks now for maybe 10 years yeah they're all black oh do my, you, know, you, do open you wear up, black shoes normally i do my son just actually started wearing all white shoes and i was just like you know what i don't think i've ever had a pair of white shoes i mean they get fucking messed up they so get messed up yeah you know my black girl shoes, won't let me buy white shoes they're weird looking you know they're weird looking shoes like uh i was listening to if you uh, can keep them nice for a while mike tyson's right. got a new uh podcast he's called hot boxing yeah he 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 only wears new balance oh yeah yeah i recommend the the podcast with michael rapaport it was pretty good um but yeah i mean he's he's a he's he was a rapist and now he's opening up a a weed farm in uh in northern california tysonsranch.com yeah isn't that weird that in like this cancel you kind of culture we're living in right now Mm. this me too stuff which i think is Great. The mm-hmm. Me Too era is great. It might be a little bit of an overcorrection sometimes, mm-hmm. but that's necessary because mm-hmm. it's gone the other way for so long. Isn't it weird that Mike Tyson doesn't get canceled? <laughs> Somebody get, you know, like you can become exempt. People love Mike Tyson. Right. You see him, oh, I love you, Mike. You Even know? Michael Jackson's getting canceled right now. Yeah. He's been dead for 10 years. He's getting, did you watch that documentary? I didn't watch it yet. I don't know if, I, listen, I. I believe them. I don't mm. think I need to. Yeah, watch why it. somebody come out lying about that shit? Right. Man? I, I don't. Watch, I believe them. I, I watch both either. nights, and you know, what I mean, it's very difficult to watch. The details are out there, and exactly, you know, I mean, yeah. everybody knew it. They knew about R. Kelly, but then somebody makes a documentary, right. you know, like a special series. You know, there's there's literally in this area probably if we went out in like a two mile radius, there is plenty of people who are despicable. That we could right. bring down, you know what I mean? But like, nobody should have a pass. But then, like, I don't know, man. It, it is a weird time that we live in, you know. It's it's yeah. like the technology is just like you know, it's relatively still new, you know. But it's to the point now where kids don't even. Uh, there's no kids outside, man. There's no kids out here right now. You don't hear no kids playing. Well, I I hear people saying that a lot, and I think that maybe anecdotally, like for here, I, mm-hmm. I assume that that you're telling the truth about your yeah. community. But where I live, our kids are outside all the time. I don't, you know what? In my neighborhood, I live in a neighborhood with like lots of. I know I'll ever see no? them. I, you know what I saw them when Pokemon Go came out? They were all walking okay. around, and I was just like, "What is it?" So maybe that that's and then the there's also a bike gang in my neighborhood. I think when that movie Creed came out, they were on the motorcycles, and then everyone started getting the bicycles with the big oh, wheels, okay. and that was cool. I was like, "Oh, they're outside." Right. I'll, you know, one time I was going down the hill. I was in the middle of them all. I was, I was like, "I just want to ride with you." Yeah. They're like, get your ass out of here, old man. <laughs> you know, but um, that's a very Philly scene in that yeah, first it is, creed. You know? I love that. It I, made I me tear up a little bit because mm-hmm. I hadn't lived in Philly for years mm-hmm. and couldn't go back because I had a warrant. 
but seeing them come down yeah. and that's right in North Philly. Like that's literally yeah. shot in North Philly. Did you see uh, the second one? I didn't see the second one. Yeah, yet. it's out there it's there now. Uh I mean, I, Sylvester Stallone there's just something about I'm going to like cry my eyes out when he dies, Dude, man. Dude, I know and he, he that was his last performance as Rocky. He hung it up. I don't believe that. You man. don't think so? No. No, he ain't done. They're going to come back with Creed 3 to end the trilogy be like, "Look, Rock. You know, let's just get, get it straight too. His name's not Sylvester. It's Rock." Okay, we we want you back for one more time because I mean like this one it's got a good ending but I mean like it's not the definitive one but I mean it's just odd that these guys like he's like seventy one now I maybe seventy two they like, robbed you know? him for that best actor it's funny you say that too because Michael Rappaport uh, he went off on his Instagram when uh, Sylvester Stallone lost to that dude from uh, yeah. Bridges he went nuts man oh, and yeah. I, I, I was pissed off too I was like just give him the Oscar I for Christ's sake give it to him you know? yeah. And, and like, you know, from a screenplay writer perspective, uh, I've read his original script for Rocky. It is beautifully written. Is Even if you read the first page, like the first page when like you open up and you see him fighting that, you know, uh, dark dungeon with Spider Rico. There's so much detail on that first page. Yeah. You forgive him for like, you know, all the, the weird speech and shit like that. Like he is a great writer. You know, I'll support him. Some people, like, you know, they claim that he they, uh, he ripped off the story Rocky from this dude from Jersey. You ever hear about that? No. I'll have to send you a link. <laughs> There's this whole, like, online community. It's like, he robbed this guy, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm you sure know? I could find funny videos of people from Jersey talking about it, though. Oh, yeah. They probably hate it. <laughs> they probably hate it, the fact that Philadelphia is known for, like, you know, this fictional character is based on one of their own guys. So, um, what's next for uh, J.J. Demon now that you're out and you're about? What's well, going on with the, the future? Um, well, I mean, I'm still releasing stuff, and I'm actually making stuff that I'm proud of now. My, That's cool. The, my most recent solo album, it's called Spirit Cooking, and I, I called That's great it name. that. Yeah, in response to just how fucking crazy everybody became yeah. o- over the uh, 2016 election. But it's not about the 2016 election. Don't think that. Mm-hmm. It's very fun. It's about uh, prison criminal justice reform. It's, it gets political, but I keep it entertaining the whole time. Um, but I'm very proud of that album. Um, I released an album with another guy, the guy that runs my record label, um, which I was weary of doing at first. And at first I didn't even agree to do it, but mm-hmm. then I, I listened to some of his new music. We talked about how we would do it together. We made a socio-political kind of album called The Market. That's, that's cool. Yeah, that's also good. You can find um, if you search me on any streaming platform or anything like that. Um, and then I have another Josie Wales album I'm in the middle of doing right now. Um, that I'm very proud of, which is another side project. It's sort of like, you know, sort of like a Wu-Tang style hip hop. It's very like all samples mm-hmm. and very rugged, um, very leftist politically. Um, and then I'm in, I'm just started writing the new solo album again. So I'm like still doing it. It's funny because you said that this podcast is about what was kind of your mission statement? Basically, just for people to have a collective consciousness about whatever's on the two people who are here, like in between the right. mics, you know what I mean? But and you like said tangents. something about like the purity of art or something. Oh yeah, like. I'm, I'm really interested in just like you know, like for me, like I, I, you know, like musicians, artists, and stuff like that. You know, if there's any advice I can give to them, be yourself and don't like hold back. If you hold back, what's the point? Right. You know what I mean? Like, what's the point of like just putting the paintbrush in one? side of the campus and not bring it down to the other get your shit everywhere you know what i mean make your mark you know what i mean and i find yeah. like a lot of musicians they they are like oh i know these three chords but i don't know how to project it and i don't know how to get like an audience to like 
feed off of me. You know what I mean? Like not just the music, but like who I am. The, uh, like I went to see uh, 21 Pilots back in October and I had never seen that many kids. It, it was like a cult, man. They're all wearing yellow tape. They're all dressed alike. They all get along with each other. You know what I mean? Like it pisses me off. <laughs> but what the those, tape? Well, no, because those guys successfully did what I tried to do a couple years before. I, I say pisses me off, but it tell me one. Me off, but like 21, 21 pilots. Yeah, that's like, dude. Mm-hmm. If you listen to my first album and then the mixtape right after, yeah, it, okay, it's yeah, just, yeah, it's exactly Heathens, what yeah. they did. Okay, yeah, but they did it five years later. Yeah. and were wildly successful. Like everybody keeps doing these ideas that I had, and again, I'm not saying mm-hmm. they stole them from me. But we definitely live in a time where this mm. stuff is just out there. It's out there in the ether for people right. to just pull down. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, the thing, too, is, like, uh, like bands and stuff like that, they're like, well, what do we do, man? Do we record an album, this, that, or I'm like, look, forget the album. Record the single. But, like, I, you know, at first I was, like, turned off by it. But then I started following them all. Like, I was like, okay, who's this guy, Supreme Patty, on Instagram, you know? And, like, this dude's got, like, 5 million, you know, he's 22 right. years old. He's making all of his songs on GarageBand right. using a USB microphone like this. I'm thinking, like, what? He's yeah. making all this money, you know? And, like, the game has changed now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, the idea of, like, getting the record deal, getting, like, you know, uh, yeah, that's the album. A hindrance it, it, now. It's, it's, it's changed. Yeah. Now it's just like, look, are you on a streaming platform? Do you have an audience? You know, are you an uh, influencer? Like, what? Right. <laughs> you know, and, like, the thing that's is crazy, too. Is, wants to yeah, be. it's weird that people now want to do that, you know? Like, what but i mean like i just think that like if you're going to commit to something you might as well just like you know until the wheels fall off just push yourself and push yourself to the fact where don't make excuses you well, know that's yeah that and that's kind of where uh when you said you said earlier you were like yeah the, i do this podcast like for like the, you know an artist being who, what, what they naturally want to mm-hmm. be or so, i forget how yeah. you worded it but it's funny that you say that because that's like sort of something i'm realizing about myself now mm-hmm. And this is just creatively and has nothing to do with, you know, my legal troubles or my addiction or anything like that. But my that first album, the one that everyone still listens to, still makes me money. Mm-hmm. I still have an audience telling me, grow your hair back out and make another funeral disco album. Um, that album doesn't feel pure to me at all. Mm-hmm. It feels like I did it in this vacuum where I had just gotten signed. I was trying desperately to not be myself because I thought myself was the person that robbed that fucking gas station and went to jail and was making the dark sort of street hip hop. Mm. But that doesn't mean that I needed to go completely the other way and do some shit that wasn't true to me. So I can't listen to that album. Mm, It's hard Um, for you, yeah. And yeah, and that's, you know, people were listening to it on the streaming service while I was in jail. And I was like, you know, if you like it, that's cool. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever. But uh, it's not me. That's not... I don't yeah. like it. I'm not proud of it. I hate well, to say that. Well, that's the good thing about but... being an artist, too, is like you got to evolve. Right. If you stay with yeah. the same thing. I mean, like, look at the like the Foo Fighters, right? Every song sounds the same, you know? I'm a huge Nirvana fan, so people yeah. automatically assume <laughs> that I'm a Foo Fighters fan. They're shocked when I tell them, I'm like, look, I don't like I would any never of those assume albums. that about anyone. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, oh. But, like, I like when, like, you know, an artist comes out and they do something that's completely, like, different. Like, you worked right. at Sam Goody back in the day. You remember when you two came out with that pop album? Everybody's like, this is bullshit. I was just like, well, good for them. They're doing something different. Who? You two came out with this U2. album. Yeah, oh, okay. it was Disco Tech, I think, was the song. I don't remember. If you're listening right now and you want to YouTube that up, I mean, like, I love when an artist does that. You know what I mean? Like, everyone found out this year, like, when an artist Freddie Mercury was. The music's been out there for, you right. know, for years. Which, by the way, <clears throat> and I know we we got to 
probably wrap up here soon. That's fine. Actually, we do have tickets to a movie, but that's... That's, that's cool. We can wrap on a bit. But make your point about right. Faye. Mm-hmm. Anyways. No, he was great. But, like, Rami Malek should not have won Best Actor. <laughs> no fucking way. Yeah. First of all, I mean, I could see maybe you could make a case for it if he actually sang the songs. Mm. And I'm not saying you have to be a singer to be a great actor, but, yeah. like... All he did was just basically copy exactly the moves, the moves from yeah. old footage mm-hmm. of Freddie Mercury. And it's like, okay, great, fine. And you look kind of like him. But this performance he did of him, first of all, that movie sucked too. It's very, it's really poorly edited too. It's, like, it's, it's, I mean, um, and all it is is like, it's a classic, like, it's basically like a parody of a, of a fucking biopic because mm-hmm. it's exactly how they used to be made. <laughs> a parody of a biopic. You know what yeah, I mean? It really, it really is cookie cutter. Cookie I mean, cutter as yeah. shit. Yeah, Why and was like it the version that uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was going to do. I mean, when you read the book, would like have been on better. Freddy, I mean, that's what people want to see, though. They want to see that insanity. You know what I mean? Like, it sells more tickets, in my opinion. I mean, I think that's what they try to do with the Motley Crue movie, but it, it doesn't... You know, no. they tried. To, they try to use the shock factor, but they forced it on you in a way. What was a, then? Let's see if we can do this while we're recording without yeah. there being too much dead air. But okay. what was like a great biopic? Oh, I love Great Balls of Fire with Randy Quaid from the '80s. He's playing Jerry what, Lee Lewis. I never seen. Uh, it. That's a good one. Uh, I'm also going back to La, ba- La Bamba with uh, what's the guy's name from uh, Young Guns? Um, uh, Emilio Estevez. Damn man. <laughs> I got yelled at last week. Somebody yelled at me because I forgot the the bad guy from Sopranos. But whatever, come at me, come oh, at me. It's the best. But, my um, favorite show of all time. Ah, uh, me too, man. Shit. Every I, time I watch it, which is once a year. Yeah, you know what? I do that too as well. It's a comforting thing. It. It's a yeah. comforting thing for me. Um, <clears throat> I got depressed last August and watched it for a second time straight mm-hmm. through just i don't know out yeah. of nowhere seasonally mm-hmm. and i watched it again i yeah i love this my wife was pregnant we watched the whole thing again the whole thing you know because we were just chilling you know and like i'm excited about that uh that prequel they're making oh hell yeah the many you know? saints of newark when there was a couple it was a couple months ago and i was feeling the weird thing is i mentioned at the beginning of the podcast my friend who passed away i was with him at a bar a week before he died and we were lamenting the loss of james gandolfini All right. and like uh we were talking about like you know the afterlife and shit and then like you know he had passed away and uh for some reason i just decided that uh, i think it was the anniversary of when james passed away i sent his son a message on instagram dude wrote me right back oh really wrote, wrote me right back thank you very much for the kind words about my dad it meant a lot to me i'm sorry shit. about your friend i was like i'm a fan for life dude I'm a fan for movie. life. Playing him in the movie, dude. Yeah. You know, you got everybody up in that thing. And like, I, for me, I, I mean, I could do a whole podcast on just The Sopranos. David Chase, one of the best writers. But um, I know you got to uh, get going for this movie. So um, just let me say this real quick, though, that first off, I'm, I'm totally stoked we were able to do this, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think you should run for office, you know? Forget <laughs> this felon shit, you know what I mean? You know, yeah. you know you're, you're, you're somebody who people gravitate towards. And I hope that your career continues to evolve. Man, we got. I, I'm I'm down to come back whenever I'm in the area, mm-hmm. or we could do one over Anchor. Do you use Anchor ever? I use whatever. You Sometime. know. Yeah, yeah, it's a or or whatever. Yeah, man. I was no, using this Skype was for a couple, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is fun. Oh yeah, and I have a good mic out there too, so I could do it from a. Oh yeah, we could I do that. To. Record. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, man. This was fun. Where this can people uh, check your stuff out? Anywhere, anywhere Google that it. that uh, yeah, you could Google me, but any um sh- any streaming service. Um, music streaming service, Spotify, fucking Apple, iTunes, all those. I'm on there. Title, 
Um, YouTube has some videos that aren't anywhere else. You could look for Josie Wales on there. Cool. Um, yeah, I just released two new music videos that are on um, uh, YouTube under Josie Wales. Excellent. Yeah. My so, guest uh, this evening is uh, JJ Demon, John Schinners. I'm glad that uh, you're back and about. I'm glad you're doing your thing. Yeah, uh, everybody vote for Bernie, too. Yeah, get, take care of Bernie, for God's sake. I mean, he took a <laughs> fall for, for Bernie you. Bernie in you the know? fucking primary. Kamala Harris right. is a fucking cop. She spent her lifetime putting people in jail. Christian um, <laughs> Gillibrand, she can go fuck herself. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can say whatever you want. Joe but... fucking Biden, dude. Holy oh, fuck, dude. We need he, these... who, who fudges the speech, right, by dude, the way? Get the fuck you know? out of here, Joe fucking Biden, dude. Nah, we don't need that. We don't need he's Biden. He's too old, man. Unless they figure out some like stem cell shit. I mean, like, Bernie's he's too old. old, too. But even if he dies in office, his ideas are going to His live. idea. Whoever his his idea is revolutionary enough that, you know, right. it should work. But uh, yeah, man, let's down. do it again. Yeah, absolutely. My name is Bob. This has been another episode of Bobcast.